Greetings, and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. So this is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is Tegan Shepard. Hey, Tegan. Hey, Anita. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. It's really great to talk with you. Absolutely. So, so how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's getting a little cold here in Virginia, but... You know, can't complain too much. Yeah, I know. We went from like 40 at night to 20 at night up here in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it is not yeah, fun. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I sort of, I like autumn better than winter. So I kind of really wanted to stay in autumn longer. But I guess, you know, time moves on. I know. I know. I, I was hoping for like at least a warm Thanksgiving, but I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so Tegan, um, I am so happy to talk with you about, um, your most recent release called Swipe Right. Um, yeah. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so Swipe Right is, uh, it's one of my, my favorites that I've written because it's the first one I wrote in first person point of view. Um, and that's, uh, it was, it was kind of a new thing for me and I really liked it. Um. But yeah, so Swipe Right, it's a contemporary romance. Uh, you may have guessed from the title, it's uh, about dating apps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's uh, the main character, Kieran, uh, has uh, has been in a couple of long-term relationships and is now ready to, to jump back into the dating field, but she's never done the apps before. So she, she calls on her best friend, Penelope, to give her a hand. And, it's trouble uh, right you know, there. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a there's a, a bunch of, of dates that she goes on and it's a it's a little bit sweet, a little bit funny. And of course, you know, happily ever after. Oh, that's so awesome. That's great. So what made you decide to write in first person? Um, actually, funny story. So uh, a friend of mine, EJ Noyce, who's another Bella Books author, um, always writes in first person, and she was talking about how she was writing a book in third, which is what I usually write in, um, and and how awful it was for her, and she hated the experience. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove her wrong. I'm going to write in first person, and I'm going to hate it, and then I'll be right, and she'll be wrong. And then, you know what? Darn it, I wrote in first person, and I absolutely loved it. So really? I guess EJ's right. <laughs> oh, wow. So does that mean that, that you're going to stay in first person or are you going to write some more in third? Not not all the time, but I'll, I'll definitely admit that uh, that EJ's right and it is fun to write there and, and, I'll, and I'll definitely do it in the future. Yeah. yeah. You know what I love to read uh, in first person are like um, whodunits like with a, a detective, you know, like a, uh, oh, a, yeah. a private eye kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, know. those are always good. To get get inside the head of the detective is always is always fun. Yeah, yeah, I just love those when in first person. But this is great. So um, I'm so glad you did it. So did you, you did you have fun writing it? Yeah, yeah. This one was a lot of fun for me. Um, I I don't do as much humor as uh, uh, as I, I I did more in swipe right than I usually do. Um, so that was really fun to write and. Uh, uh, it just, you know, ended up being a little lighthearted. I tend to be low angst in my, uh, my romance. Um, okay. and, uh, and this one definitely fit that bill. Just kind of a fun time. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I love low angst books. Um, there's enough anxiety in life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, that's one of my issues uh, during the pandemic. I've had a hard time. You know, one of the things that we do is as authors is create tension in our readers, right? We make you worry about the characters and care about them. 
Um, I just, I don't have any space for more tension in my life, apparently, <laughs> uh, during COVID times. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I've, I've really been enjoying a lot of romance, uh, because, well, you know how it's going to end, right? Everybody ends up happy. So hopefully, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, wow, that's, that's, it does sound like a fun book, right? I, I must say I haven't read it yet. Uh, it's on my list. It's, uh, on my uh, to be read list. Um, right. I'm, I'm behind. There's so many great books out right now that it's it's tough. You know, like my my uh, to be read list is so long because everybody's doing great work. So yeah, yeah, and it seems like maybe it was because of COVID, so many people put out. You know, not only one book but even two. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot a lot of folks got to to hunker down and write. I wish I wish I'd had that opportunity, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I love that some of my favorites have been putting out a lot of good stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, that is great. Wow. So, um, you know, I have to ask this. Uh, have you ever done a dating app yourself? I have not. Uh, that was kind of the fun part because uh, uh, my wife and I got together in college, uh, which was a, a while ago. Like two years <laughs> ago. Um, so actually, uh, you know, I had to write the scene where they, they, uh, uh, Kieran fills out, you know, all of her, her profile stuff. Uh, so my wife and I actually went into like all the different, uh, we- um, apps, uh, mm-hmm. like their websites to find out what they ask and those, but she, she had to do it with me. She's like, you know what? I- I'm going to watch you do this. Oh, <laughs> Of set you loose on the world of dating apps uh, but yeah it was it was funny uh to to go through all that with her but um yeah no i haven't i have not ventured into that myself and and writing this book and hearing some of people's stories uh i am very relieved that uh that part of my life is behind me so so in doing research you talk to people who actually use the app I did. I talked to a couple of, of my friends who uh, had recently been on the apps. I also uh, found a bunch of really hilarious bad first date stories online. Oh, that's great. Uh, and kind of kind of tweaked some of those for my own for my own good. But yeah, uh, yeah. Some of my friends have had a rough time of it. So yeah, you know, I have never been on a dating app. Uh, that's you know, I've been married for thirty some years. Uh, and it's, uh, uh, I, I just can't imagine what that would be like, like putting yourself out there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Especially, I, I feel bad. My, uh, my sister-in-law, um, I was staying with her a lot at the time when I was writing this because I was working in a different city. Um, and she was on him and she is, uh, in her, her like mid fifties, uh, and, and straight. And she had, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> it's not easy out there for the straight girls. I I feel bad for them. Yeah, yeah. I remember my my one brother. Um, he he was on one of them. I don't. Know, he might have been on a couple, but his kids found his profile and they were relentless. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was good. I I got I got all the you know good you know juice from them. That's right. You can get a lot of mileage out of that. Stuff. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So, uh, so swipe right. When did swipe right come out? Uh, that was June of last year. Okay. All right. So June of 20, June of 20. Oh no, wait, I'm sorry. I'm all lost in time. June of 2021. So this okay. year. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought so, but you know, COVID like just being home for like a year has me all confused. 
Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's it's getting toward the end of the year, so I'm already switching over to the 22 mindset, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm still writing, <laughs> like, um, instead of, like, 11, I'm still writing 8. Like, it's August. <laughs> 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 Wishful thinking, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, do you have any other books that are soon to be released? I do. Maybe that's why I'm in my, my 2022 mindset. I have one coming out in February of 22. Um, it's called Two Nights Tango. Uh, it's actually uh, the second in a series I started last year. Uh, that one really was last year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Queen of Humboldt came out in 2020, and this is uh, book two in that series. Oh, tell us about the series. Yeah, so uh, so Queen of Humboldt is a, it's a series about um, it's action with a strong romance uh, subplot, um, but it's a uh, um, the Queen of Humboldt uh, refers to the main character Marisol, who is uh, a criminal queen pin, I guess you would say, in uh, in Chicago, um, and the love interest is the uh, governor of Illinois. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's a little bit of enemies to lover situation. Um, so in Queen of Humboldt, uh, Marisol and Sloan um, were kidnapped uh, and uh, and uh, tortured for information and had to band together uh, to, to get out. And so Two Nights Tango uh, takes up six months after that. Um, and uh, and at the end of, of Queen of Humboldt, um, no spoilers, but they... Okay. <laughs> uh, um, they were supposed to get together again later, um, and now it's six months, and uh, and Marisol has not seen Sloane. So it's kind of a, a wondering what's going on. So you get to take the trip with Marisol and figure out what's going on. All right, so let me make sure I have this right. So the the two nights, is it two nights? Two nights tango. Two yep. nights tango takes place six months after Queen Humboldt, and um, and the, the two protagonists, have not seen each other for those six months. That's correct. Wow. Okay. That sounds yeah. great. That sounds great. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Great. And and when did you say that was coming out in February? That's it's in, in February. Yeah, it's coming up pretty quick. Yeah. I actually, I I turned in uh, the final edits uh, yesterday. Ah, uh, so. the final edits. Not a yeah. fun process. <laughs> yeah, the, I I uh, love to write, but I hate the editing process. Even like the self editing, um, I I have like six or seven books that I've written, but I don't want to go back and edit them. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> so uh, I'm kind yeah, of always yeah. I've always got a few in the back pocket, but I never want to go back to them. So then you know I, I finally turn them in, and and my editor comes and tells me all the ways that I don't understand uh, grammar and. English language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have um, submitted a couple of manuscripts and, and, and received some great feedback, but I just oh, I hate going back and changing things. I'm like, oh, it's, it's agonizing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is because you always wonder like, oh, but what if I'm going to use this at some point? I have, I have a Word document of all the stuff that I've cut out of books and I'm like, I'm never going to go back to that, but I can't get rid of it, you know? I can understand that yeah definitely <laughs> it's all good stuff <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah. ah. so what what was your first published novel uh so my first novel was uh called visiting hours um that was uh released in 2016 um and it's a contemporary romance a little little bit of enemies to lovers too huh that might be one of those tropes that i really like to go back to <laughs> <laughs> are you um, just seeing that now What's that? Are you just seeing that now? 
Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what yeah, is that the, about visiting hours? Visiting hours, yeah. It's a, it's about um, the the it's a contemporary romance. It's a love story between um, uh, a doctor and um, a, a history professor, oh. um, and it's set in my hometown of Richmond, Virginia. Um, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, was that the first novel you ever wrote? Uh, it was. I uh, I started writing uh, fanfic, actually, um, and uh, and so the first time that I, I made an attempt at a full length uh, original novel, because I'd written novel length fanfic, um, but uh, the first time I, I I made the attempt at, at original work was Visiting Hours. And very so, happy with. It. So you wrote Visiting Hours, your first book, and submitted it to the publisher. And they liked it and published it. They did, yeah. That is I was awesome. Very, very lucky, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I um, ended up with my first choice publisher, uh, which is is a, a blessing. And there's a lot of folks who um, have had to go through a, a couple different places to to find their home. But I was lucky enough to find my home on the first shot. So. And and who is your publisher? Uh, it's Bella Books. Okay. And why why did you choose them? Why were they your your first choice? Yeah, well, so uh, it's so it's a funny story. Like I said, I, I wrote fan fact, fanfic, um, and I had actually never read a romance novel until I wrote one. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. If you if you read if you are in the fanfic world, you know there's a there's a real strong most fanfic is romance based, right? Uh-huh. So it's so I'd written that genre, just not in the in the official uh, original fiction world of it so so I, I wrote this book and I was like okay I need to find someone to publish it um but like I said I'd never read any romance um so my only kind of like <clears throat> entree to the world uh was Lambda Literary so I went to the Lambda Literary list for that year mm-hmm. and I looked at all the finalists under lesbian romance and found out who their publishers were and went to all those publishers sites and I read a couple of books um, from each one, so I could kind of get an idea of the uh, like the editorial style. Like mm-hmm. you know, if you if you like something that a publisher uh, prints, then they'll, they'll probably have your same style. Um, yeah. And and so I looked at a, a few different uh, publishers, and I and I landed on Bella Books. I think the ones I read at Bella were uh, a, a Jerry Hill novel. Wow. I think it was probably Devil's Rock. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's a good one. Um, yep. And then, uh, and then the one that sealed the deal was uh, KG McGregor uh, T minus two, okay. and I read those two, and I was like, "Yeah, this is the place I want to be." Oh, that's so nice! You found yeah. your home. I did, I did, and I've been very lucky. Linda and Jessica Hill, who uh, who run Bella Books, are wonderful. They they really are are supportive of all of us uh, in the in the Bella Books family, and uh, yeah, they they've been great to me. That's great, wonderful. I'm so I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Yeah, that that's a happy ending. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> that's my my happily ever after, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you won a Goldie Award, right? I did. Yes, and with my second uh, my second book, Bird on a Wire. Bird on a Wire. Okay, and what category was that in? Uh, so that was actually general fiction. Um, it was a little different than what what I normally do um because it uh, that was a really personal book for me so it's um it's the story's about uh Birdie who is a musician and she has kind of a a close but um strained relationship with her mom 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and before the book starts, her mom dies. And so it's Bertie going home and trying to reconcile that, uh, that relationship that she had with her mom. Um, and that's, that's a really personal story to me. I, uh, my mom and I were very close, um, and she passed away in 2008. Oh, um, I'm sorry. And thank you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it was it was it was a tough thing to kind of reconcile like um when i when i came out it wasn't the gre- greatest experience in the world um it was a long time ago so there was it was a, a bit of a different world but uh yeah. you know my mom and i you know we we saw each other twice a week we had dinner um like we were we were very close but we never talked about that right we never talked about uh the ways in which her response to my coming out hurt me mm-hmm. um uh, so it was, uh, it was kind of my chance to have that, that cathartic moment. So, um, it was really great that, uh, the community embraced it because I really kind of, that was a book for me, right. You know, it was yeah. something that I wrote for myself. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was just, it was wonderful that, uh, that I was recognized for it. Wow. That is, that is fantastic. And, and, you know, to, to put yourself out there like that and, and write about something so personal, and to have everyone embrace it is just, it's just, you couldn't ask for more, right? Absolutely. Yeah, there was a, a really wonderful moment. One of the, the best moments in my writing career was um, going to the, the GCLS conference that year uh, was in Pittsburgh. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, and I, I was a finalist and uh, another fellow author that I have, you know, a incredible respect for and is also just a really superhuman being. Uh, Karen Callmaker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She came up to me one day during, uh, I think it was during a meal and uh, said that she'd read Bird on a Wire and loved it and that she was so proud of me for being a finalist. And, and just, you know, like I said, you know, when, when there's somebody that, that you respect that much and they, and they appreciate your work, uh, that was just such a great moment. Oh, that is, that's so cool. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it, and it sounds like it was a, like overall, totally a, a therapeutic uh venture for you it was very much yeah and it and it published uh 10 years almost the month uh it was i think it was uh, a month after uh the anniversary of my mom's death so oh. it was a really great kind of bow to put on that yeah oh did you yeah. dedicate it to her i did yeah i did um, oh nice nice very nice that's yeah. that's a great story yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Tegan, I read somewhere that you are a history buff. I am. That's yes. so cool. Um, and yeah. do you have, like, do your novels reflect that? Do you put a lot of history into them? Or have you thought about writing, um, like, a, a, you know, historical romance? Um, I do. I put a little bit of history and not too much. Like I said, the in visiting hours, my uh, my main character was a history professor, so I did indulge myself with a chapter that was a, a lecture on uh, the late Middle Ages, which is kind of an area that I love. Um, but I've I've written some historic fiction. It's one of uh, a couple of them that are that that six book backlog of <laughs> the ones that I've back and edited. Um, but yeah, I uh, I love. I love everything to do with history. Um, uh, part of that is uh, my my dad, before he retired a couple years ago, he had spent his entire career working for um, an organization called Preservation Virginia, uh, which owns and maintains uh, several historic sites in uh, in the Virginia area. 
um, including uh, Jamestown Settlement, which is uh, the first uh, permanent European settlement in the U.S. Um, so, uh, so I grew up around that, right? He, I spent my entire childhood like hearing about these cool places and going to see them with him and, and going to these events. Uh, so it's definitely a, a part of me. Oh, that's so cool. That's great. Yeah. It really is. Um, yeah. Nice. So do you think that... Um, like living in this historical area, like gives you any kind of advantage in, 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 you know, I guess research, like you have it at, at the, you know, at your fingertips really. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I definitely, um, I definitely, uh, take advantage of that, uh, especially when I was in Richmond. Now I, I live now, uh, in Manassas, uh, Virginia, which is, Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. I've it's, been uh, there. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, a, it was. There's a big civil war site around yes. here. Um, there are a few battles here. Um, unfortunately, I moved here during a pandemic, so I haven't really been able to <laughs> to take oh, advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're also, you know, right outside of DC. So um, yeah, there, I have a, a whole. The Swipe Right is going to be uh, a series of books uh, set in the DC area. So I'm hoping to to bring more of that into my work in the future. Oh, cool! So there'll be more from the folks in Swipe Right. There will be, yes. Yeah, Great. I'm uh, working on, I have have two or three books outlined for continuing characters that, that have appeared in Swipe Right. Aha, uh-huh. so you're an outliner, huh? I am. I am definitely a plotter. I, I write like 30-page outlines for my books. I don't wow. understand people who could just <laughs> go out there and write. I can't do it. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's it can be overwhelming at times, but then, you know, I can sit down months later and be like oh yeah i remember what i was gonna do but that's great <laughs> but that is like I, I don't know what kind of dedication and and just focus that must take I, you know and and uh i don't understand the folks who can just sit there and like oh i have this idea in my head no just put it out right you know right now I just, yeah so so are, so are you a pantser or are you oh, a plotter? Totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally I mean, that's how yeah, I live see, life, though. <laughs> <laughs> see, and that, I, I just have so much respect for that, the the ability to just, like, have it all right there and just let it happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, but is that how you live life? Like, are you very... Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a planner in life, for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. uh, my, it drives my wife crazy because she'll be like, oh, let's go over here. And I'm like, oh, no, no, we have we have this planned out today. We're going doing this activity and this activity. And so if you, any little disruption and I'll, you know, I'll uh, be all thrown off. Okay. So. See, I'm, a, I'm <laughs> so flexible. So just roll with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess my wife is somewhere in between. Uh, yeah. I like when we take road trips, like she's, she's always for, you know, like I love just to, get off the beaten path and we'll, we'll be driving by someplace and I'll be like, Oh, let's go stop there, you know? And she's all for it. So. Oh, see, that's, that's great that y'all have that, that where you can work on that together. Like I can't, I, I make my wife sit there and like read something so she doesn't see, see those cool things on the side of the road because we have somewhere to be. Right? And I can't, Oh my gosh, I can't take her to the grocery store. She's, she's like shopping with a five-year-old. She'll just grab stuff off the shelf. And I'm like, I have a very detailed list, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. Wow. You guys, so you guys are very opposite in that way. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Well, in that way, like there, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of everything else we, we 
mesh well on, but yeah, the the planning thing drives her nuts for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure her her loosey goosiness could probably get on your nerves a little bit sometimes. So, uh, yeah, occasionally, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> See, we've been married for for twenty years, so okay. so you know what it's like when after this yep. long, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of roll with it. Yep, definitely. Yeah, yeah, you're used to it, you know. <laughs> yep. No surprises anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we again, I don't like surprises, so it's perfect. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so where do you get uh your inspiration and and even your ideas from for things like Swipe Right or, you know, your your series about the uh, politician and the uh, mafia mafioso. <laughs> yeah, I I really pull my inspiration from a lot of different places. Um, a lot of things like uh, uh, uh like I said, uh, Queen of Humboldt was uh, actually it actually started as fanfic, so that came from a vid- uh, from a video game fanfic that I wrote oh, or wow. that I played, and um, you know, a lot of times I, I get it from music, which is kind of odd because I don't, I'm not a huge fan of music. I don't listen to songs while I drive. Okay. Um, but uh, but if I hear a good one and it's got a good story to it, then it always leads to to a good book idea. Yeah. Did you hear Taylor Swift's 10-minute song? I did not, but I mean, it's all over Twitter, so I know I'm going to have to get in there eventually. But Yeah. <laughs> we were watching Saturday Night Live the other night, and I was like, and it kept going. I was like, I think this is her 10-minute song. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife hadn't heard about it. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. No, see, that that's my problem with music is that, like, if it doesn't have a good story, I can't. Like, I just can't. The The music part of it doesn't get me. It's the lyrics. Yeah. Um, and most songs don't make any sense if you actually listen to the to the words. So that's why I just can't with music most of the time. Uh-huh. But if it's got a good story, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Um, so uh, when you were saying that, it just came to mind uh, the Led Zeppelin song, uh, Fool in the Rain. That is such a great song and such a great story. It's such a great oh, love you. story. Yep. And that's what, uh, you know, uh, Bird on a Wire, if you're not, if you didn't know, is actually uh, the title of a Leonard Cohen song. Oh, uh, uh, yes. And the, yeah, and the, and the book I, I put, there's, parts of the chorus um there's lines of the chorus that become scenes in the book um just as my my fun little easter egg in that one oh that's so cool but actually and i i um this is really uh disappointing i'm sure for a lot of music fans out there but i didn't hear bird on a wire from the leonard cohen version i heard it from the really terrible 80s neville brothers version (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so it's not even the original, like, real poetic one. It's like the poppy 80s version that's in my head. Oh, uh, wow. I didn't even know the Neville Brothers did it. How about yeah, that? Yeah, there's a, there's a fantastic, uh, on YouTube, you can get the uh, the music video. So Okay. Awesome. You should treat yourself just for fun. <laughs> All right. I will totally check that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. So, um, you know, you are a teaching instructor at the Golden Crown Literary Society, um, right in their um, writing academy. Yes, uh, yeah, I was able to, um, uh, uh, Finn Burnett uh, invited me to, to teach a class uh, this year. Um, and I love, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a member of GCLS, I'm actually on the board of directors, and I love 
the the best thing that we do as an organization is the writing academy. Um, it's just such a an incredible uh, gift to to our members um, and and folks who who uh, want to to learn more about the craft. Um, it's a it's a fantastic uh, experience. I actually was in the writing academy last year as a student. Were you? Uh, I was. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and actually that's a, a great thing about writing Academy is that, um, so I'd already published five books before, um, I was in the writing Academy. You kind of oh. think of that as a, as thing for a new author or someone who, who hasn't been published yet, but yeah. there's a lot to learn even for those of us, um, who've already published. Um, I, you know, I don't have any, uh, traditional, uh, training in writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed some of that craft work that you get, um, from, the writing academy and it was it was a wonderful experience so i encourage folks to um to to uh if you have any interest uh in writing or uh if you want to improve your craft if you're already a published author definitely um check the writing academy out yeah Um, i would second that yeah definitely i'm i'm in it now yes and that's fantastic i love it it's uh, it looks like a really uh a really great great class this year so i I look forward to meeting all of y'all uh in person at the next conference so uh, will you be coming back to teach uh later this uh, year yes yes sorry you did ask about the teaching part <laughs> 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 that went on the uh yeah so um yeah the class that i taught is uh is on writing diverse characters um because mm-hmm. i'm the um director of diversity and inclusion one of the two directors of diversity and inclusion great uh, for GCLS. Um, and i and i really like i have i have a passion for making sure that uh we uh represent the entire uh, breadth of the community mm-hmm. uh, when we when we write um, and also represent it well. Um, so that's one of the things that I wanted to um, to share my knowledge on um, how to write uh, characters that are, are maybe outside of, uh, of of your own community um, and how to do that well. Uh, and um, yeah, so uh, so hopefully uh, I can continue to do that uh, in the future. Yeah, uh, I had a great time teaching the class. Yeah, it was a great class. It really was. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it so much. That's like I was like, hey, I need to to talk to her more. So yeah, yeah. So no, it was a great class. It's a and it's a it is a great opportunity. The writing academy is something that you have to, um, you know, apply uh, to. Uh, be a member of or be a part of and uh, send in a a writing sample and um, I don't know there's what maybe like 15 people in the class and uh, yeah yeah I think uh, I can't remember exactly what uh, the the range is I think it's like 10 to 15 um, folks per per year and yeah it's a it's a great opportunity so uh, I encourage everybody listening to uh, if you're interested to to go ahead and apply for the future future uh semesters yeah yeah and it's uh you know yeah I, I'm, I'm learning a lot um things that like like techniques right that because i don't have a formal training in writing either and and so you know these are the things that i i need to know so uh it's great yeah, absolutely. And there's some some really fantastic instructors uh, uh, who are part of it. So yeah, you, you can you can learn a lot there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and um, and for those of you who don't know, the GCLS is the Golden Crown Literary Society. And yes, yeah, sorry, we should have mentioned that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I live in a world of acronyms. So, you know, uh, <laughs> exactly. Same here. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, in my day job, we, you know, have come up with whole sentences based on acronyms. So, yeah. Um, 
but, but yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, GCLS, <laughs> the Golden Crown Literary Society. It's a it's an organization, um, and and our goal is to uh, to increase the uh, the visibility and accessibility and quality of uh, women loving women and sapphic literature. And um, the Goldie Award that Tegan won that we were talking about uh, earlier is uh, the um, uh, culmination of a weekend. Or no, a week, right? A week conference, weeks conference. Yeah, I think it's like uh, four days, five days. Okay. It's been so long since we've had one in person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm really looking forward to being able to, to meet in person. And this year it's in Albuquerque, or next year, I should say, right? Yes, 2022 uh, in Albuquerque in July. Um, yeah, we'd love to see folks. There's a great, uh, there's master classes and uh, panels uh, author readings. Uh, there's something for both writers and readers. Um, so yeah. And, and you get a chance to, to meet, get, uh, authors, get autographs. Um, if you are an aspiring, aspiring writer, then, uh, you can pitch to publishers while you're there. Um, it's just a great, it's a, a great, uh, long weekend. We'll go with that. It's a long weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Tegan, do you read at all? Like, I mean, you have a lot, you spend a lot of time writing. Um, I imagine I do. finding time I to do. read I'm, must be hard. Yeah, I, I love to read. Like I said, uh, it's been a little harder for me during the pandemic uh, to, to I've been sticking to romance since, you know, part of that genre requires that that happy ending. So I know that it's not going to be it's not going to make me cry at the end, yeah. uh, and, except for happy tears. right? <laughs> um, but yeah, normally I, I love to read everything. I love uh, everything from a really good narrative nonfiction. Um, uh, I, I love uh, history and uh, or, I'm sorry, um uh, fantasy and sci-fi. Okay. Um, there's a couple of great, if you know, can I, can I give recommendations? You sure can. All right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there's a, a fantastic sci-fi book that if you're, even if you're not into sci-fi, you'll love it. Uh, it's called the long way to a small angry planet uh, by Becky chambers. Hmm. Um, fantastic story. Uh, it's a bit of a space opera, um, but it's also, you know, anybody who says you can't write consent, in a sexy way needs to read that book because there's a really wonderful scene that has really sexy consent. Anyway. Yeah. And then, uh, and then a good fantasy book, uh, the prior of the orange tree by Samantha Shannon. It's like Lord of the Rings with a lesbian and a bisexual lady. So, wow, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And dragons. There's dragons. Okay. So what more can you ask for? Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Wow, those are but yeah, great yeah, recommendations. Be- Could you repeat those? The long way to um, a small the angry long- planet. Yeah, the long way to a small angry planet by Becky Chambers uh, and the Priory of the Orange Tree. Priory. I don't know if I'm enunciating that well. The Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. Okay, great. Okay, um, I'm just writing these down. So, um, great. Thank you for those recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, so what advice would you give to budding authors? Hmm. Advice to budding authors. You know what? I think the most important advice and this is probably, it's something I need to remind myself too. So it's not just budding authors. It's all authors is that you will see all sorts of advice online, especially, uh, on social media, things like you're not a real author unless, or You'll only be a successful writer if anything like that, just go ahead and straight up ignore that 
because all of that, it, you, if you're a writer, if you write and if you like to write, you're a writer. Yeah. You don't have to hit a word count per day to be a real writer, right? Like, I, I want to write every day. Sometimes I can't. Yeah. That's okay. You know, still a, still a good writer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, you don't have to uh, write certain types of books or have certain amount of sales. None of that stuff is what matters. Right. Um, if you, uh, if you're a writer, then you're a writer and, uh, do it for yourself. Like I said, that's what I learned from, from Bird on the Wire is that, um, if you try and like, we all know there's some things that are more financially successful, right? Like a contemporary romance is generally going to do well, but sometimes you do well writing that book that is about your relationship with your mom that yeah. you don't think anybody else cares about. Yeah, it it's not all about a monetary gain from it, right? It's it's really about the satisfaction that you get from, you know, uh doing something that you love, really. Exactly. Exactly. Um and whether it takes you, you know, 2 months to write a book or 20 years, doesn't matter as long as you are as long as you're writing and you're working toward it. That's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Great advice, actually. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's yeah, like I said, I've I've had a bit of a slump during the the pandemic. It's been harder for me with the the stress to write. So sometimes I have to remind myself that too. Like yeah. I said, it's uh, you know, you don't have to hit a word count every day to be to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of word counts, um, do you do the uh, NaNoWriMo? I did last year. Not last year, the year before, 2019. Okay. I think in 2019 I did it. Um, and, uh, and you know, I, I finished my book. I did everything that I wanted to do. But I don't, I don't like having to do the check-in. I know that's important for some people. A lot of folks need, like, the, that exterior, like, forcing. Like, hey, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just stressed me out. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, so, yeah, pressure. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of pressure to it. Um, but I mean, I think it's a great, it's such a great um, program to get folks who wouldn't necessarily write or mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily set themselves a goal to try that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, I've talked to a lot of uh, published authors who said that's how they got their start, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of folks who just, you know, they're like, okay, if I, if I'm telling people I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And that's what I need. That's the kick I need. Yeah. Um, it's just so, having yeah, someone it, to hold you accountable. Exactly. And that's a lot of, a lot of uh, writers groups, like the folks who get together and just, you know, even, even over zoom and just like not talking to each other, but on the, uh, on the camera, you, you know, you can't get away. So yeah. uh, you're, you're having to do it. And, uh, and that is really helpful for a lot of people. So yeah, I'm too yeah. loosey goosey for that. so i get distracted so easily do you like oh yeah i i have to be really careful because especially like twitter Mm -hmm. i'll just i'll be like oh i have to look up you because you know you always have to do that like you're writing and then you have a question you're like oh how do you spell this word and then somehow i always end up on twitter Uh, (laughs) i went to google and then twitter showed up uh, so yeah, so I have to be careful about. It. I get um, I get real easily distracted. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Definitely. So, Tegan, do you like to hear from your readers? 
I love to. Uh, yeah, for sure. Great. Um, How would they get a hold of you? So probably the best way. I, I'm on Facebook, but I will admit that I don't check it as often. Okay. Um, Twitter is a great way to reach out. I've had some folks who will message me on Twitter. I love doing. I love getting that. Um, or you know, shoot me an email. It's I have like oh, so I should probably tell you what my Twitter is. <laughs> it's, okay. Uh, at Taken Shepherd. At Taken um, Shepherd. So, okay. Yep. Find me there, and then my website is takenshepherd.com. Takenshepherd.com. Uh, and then uh, taken.shepherd at Gmail. So yeah, shoot me a shoot me an email. I love to chat with folks. Um, okay. You know. And and just. Uh, so our listeners know Shepherd is spelled S H E P A R D. That's correct. Yes. Okay. And it's taken T A G A N, not like Tegan and Sarah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that clarity. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, in this community, right? All these all these queer women are like, oh yeah, Tegan and Sarah. I'm like, nope, different. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh my goodness. I, I never even crossed my mind, you know? Yes. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so, well, Tegan, that is all the time we have for today. Um, and uh, listeners, thanks so much for joining Liz Talk About Books, baby. And Tegan Shepard, thanks for being here. It was such a pleasure talking with you. And uh, until next time, folks, may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty, and be safe.